Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Julie Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Last night, as Pastor Phil said, we we uh, we went to the the Awakening Australia beginning of the tour in Australia. It was just such an amazing thing. You have to understand, this is something that God is doing by His Spirit, and you cannot get eighty ministers from all different denominations and and streams. And even different doctrines coming together in one room, which we had before the event last night. We met with 80 ministers who all are hearing God and saying the same thing to all of us. It's like we're all beginning to speak the same language. I mean, I'm talking Salvation Army, Seventh-day Adventist, Baptists, Church of Christ, like, and the list goes on. Anglicans. Catholics, God is speaking the same language. It's as if, you know, when, when the Tower of Babel, when the people of God were trying to build the Tower of Babel, and God said, you know, if, if they're in unity, if people are in unity, they can do anything. And they were building a tower, you know, not in God, but trying to reach the universe in some New Age philosophy. You think New Age is new? It's not. It's, it's in the Old Testament. And they're trying to build this tower. And God says, they, they, there's nothing these people can't achieve if they become one. So I'm going to scatter them to the different nations and give them different languages so that they can't be one. Because if they're one, they can do extraordinary things. But you see, right now, God is speaking in the language of the Spirit. And people are beginning to hear the language of the Spirit that's bringing us as one. Right across the globe. We're not just talking Central Coast, Australia. We're talking right across the globe. There is a language. There is a sound that is going out. And not just the ministers are hearing it. The body of Christ is hearing the sound. And they're saying... God is about to do something new. Who, who kind of feels that? Put up your hand. This is interactive today, by the way. I'm not preaching to you. I'm sharing with you. Put up your hand high if you feel that. God is about to do something new. Who feels an excitement and anticipation like Christmas is about to come, but you don't quite know what it is? Who feels like um, things can't stay the way they are? They can't stay the way. Who thinks church can't stay the way it is? Who thinks our land can't stay the way it is, our nation? Who thinks the government can't stay the way it is? Who thinks we need desperate change? I think God thinks that too. And, and, and you can see that he's whispering to each one of us. He's speaking to all of us the same language. It's called the language of the Spirit. See? See, the things of the Spirit are foolishness to those who are, are not born again. But the things of the Spirit are interpreted and heard 
through the Spirit and understood by those that are the children of God. Amen. I want to read you something here. This scripture here, and it's in, um, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It's Romans 8 and 14 to 16. So it's from the Passion Translation. So you probably won't understand it in your own Bible, but I want you to hear it in this translation. And it says here, the mature children, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. The mature. Put up your hand today if you feel mature. Because if you're being moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit, you're mature. You, you, you are mature in your spirit because you're hearing in maturity. And you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into the fear of never being good enough. Anybody feel like they've ever been being drawn back into religious duty? I know you are. I know you have times of that. I have it myself. Where you're just going through the motions. When you can't kind of feel God anymore. When you're, when you're going like, he's so distant from me. Like, And I'm saying the prayers, but they're, they're not going anywhere. And I'm turning up to church, but I'm not getting anything I'm doing religious duty I'm serving on team and it's it's becoming like a religious duty to me I'm in the worship team and I'm doing the stuff but I don't feel like I'm really it feels like a religious duty you see but this scripture says here the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit and you did not receive the spirit of religious duty leading you back into fear and never being good enough. But you have received the spirit of full acceptance enfolding you into the family of God. You will never feel orphaned. For, listen, as he rises within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved Father. For the Holy Spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being, you are God's beloved child. There's a language of the Spirit, which is an impulse of the Holy Spirit that those who are mature will hear the sound of what the Spirit is saying. And what is the Spirit saying? Do not fall into the trap of religious duty, of the fear of not being good enough, but press into me, press into my heart, and let me reveal to you the true and real Father heart of God. Let me bring you into a real relationship. Let me draw you in so that, that you feel my breath upon your face again, that, that, you, that you fall in love with me again or for the first time. 
See, we can go through religious duties. We can read our Bibles in religious duty. We can pray in religious duty. We can turn up to church in religious duty. And those things are great. And we need to continue to do those even when we don't feel like it. Because that means that we become mature. And then those of you who are mature, who have continued in God, will then begin to hear the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And the impulses of the Holy Spirit is the now word of God and what God is doing now. What is God doing now? What is God saying now to us as a people? I just want to show you this video of uh, a little bit of last night. They're just videos on people's phones, so they're not great quality, but it gives you an idea of what it looks like when... Oh, they're not very good, are they? But anyway, it'll give you an idea. This is what it looks like when the body of Christ meet together. It was sold out, completely sold out. You couldn't get tickets. They had to do overflow rooms, and so there was 600 people. You can't see it. It's because of the blind. Oh, there Turn it up a little bit so they can hear it. See, in that room there, there's all kinds of different people. But they're all people who are sick of religious duty. They're all people who are hearing the impulse of the Holy Spirit and choosing to come together as one for our nation in Jesus' name. This was last night. Thank you, that'll do. That just gives you a little glimpse of that. And it was so amazing as we're watching. I mean, I was so proud of my husband last night. He was given the honour last night of doing, giving the benediction out of 80 ministers. He was chosen to give the benediction at the end of the night. And he, he, he stood as a true father of the faith in this region. And as a humble man of God, did some business of bringing healing to the churches by honouring Darlene and Mark Check and what they've been through since they've been here. It was just absolutely incredible. And people were weeping. There was people pouring to us afterwards saying, you know, you guys are amazing. And only last week the Lord said to me in Isaiah, it's in Isaiah 58, and it says this, and you will be the repairer of the breach in the wall. And I believe this church has a mandate to repair the breaches in the walls so God can come. I believe that we are divine connectors of the Holy Spirit. You know, since this church was birthed, it has been a landing place for the Spirit of God. And it has been a place of prophetic destiny where we know since we birthed this church 22 years ago, that this would be a place of divine visitation of God. And we prepared for all these years that God would come and that he would visit us. Not just visit us, but visit our nation. I can't tell you the prayers that have gone on for the nation of Australia out of this house. 40-day fast on water. You know, just saying, God, come to our nation. God, come to our nation. God, come to our nation. And I had a dream in December last year and um, I'm going to share that dream with you right now. But first, of all, I just want to share. Last night, I saw that dream fulfilled. Isn't that amazing when God gives you a dream? 
you know, and then, and then you just see it unraveling before your eyes. And this is what I saw last night. And I saw this dream. And in this dream, can you just put the picture up? I saw these colour connectors in my dream. Have you got that picture, Jono? Two seconds. I saw in my dream these colour these color things and people putting them together and joining them up. And I thought, I've never seen that before. And I said to the Lord, what is that? And he said, they're called connectors. And I said, oh, okay. So I woke up and I Googled connectors and that's what came up. And then the Lord began to speak to me. And he said this, God is connecting the body across the globe. The different colours represent the different flows, different denominations and movements and streams or tribes. Divine connections will occur as interdependence is replaced by divine connection. Competition, performance and success will be cast aside as eyes are open to the revelation of what we can accomplish together. There are those who are being positioned to be the connectors, the ones that connect it together. Apostles and prophets, many of whom have been hidden until this time, will emerge from the refiner's fire with pure gold motives and hearts. That's in Malachi 2 to 4. The evangelists, teachers and pastors will come into alignment and the fullness of the gift will flow as they are released into great authority. The grassroots movement will be connected to fathers and mothers in the spirit who will release and celebrate their radical zeal and courage. And the fire of God will fall on the most unlikely people as the father releases burning bush experiences globally, opening eyes to the beauty of the whole body in action. Joshua's and Caleb's will raise a flag and gather all generations and unstoppable evangelistic healing teams will take it to the streets and they will declare, we can take this land, we can conquer these giants and the fear of man will come down. And prayer will go up like never before as God baptizes prophetic people with fresh, pure eyes to see the harvest and the possibilities. Last night, one of the main things that happened was that they stood up and they said, we're, we're declaring the fear of man is coming down in Australia. We're declaring the church is going to be... Come up here, Andy, and just tell me what your experience was of last night. I can see it's all over you still. You know when you look at someone and it's like sparks? Tell me. Um, well, what, what was so exciting was just unity. Unity, like we're talking about, so many different people, different backgrounds, <coughs> um, and just the excitement of casting down religious stuff and just living for Christ and the hunger to see Australia saved, as was prophesied years ago. But actually seeing that happen and more than seeing it happen, walking it out, like, those guys leading that thing, they're just two humble guys, but they've just taken hold and said, this is what we're doing. And everyone's just <coughs> rallying. And um, the power of unity is just amazing. Yeah. It's just so... Unity, unity in Christ. Do you feel like something happened in your own heart last night? Like you, you, you feel like you got awakened a little bit? I did, yeah. Yeah, I guess I'll... <coughs> 
sort of like we're talking about before, getting a bit sort of sick of religious rhetoric and what's happening, nothing's happening. That was just like a, a spark, like, wow, it's real, you know, like puts aside all the doubt, the doubt, and you can just togetherness. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 So cool. Who else was there last night? Busy. Do you want anything to say about last night? Hang on, I'll give you a mic. They were talking last night about mothers and fathers in the house, and that really got my heart. Um, I really feel it's so the next generation is such a crucial thing. It's really about the generations to come. And we, we have people here, like these beautiful ladies here, mothers, you know, to, to me. Like, I lost my mom when I was eight years old, so I know how it is not to have a mom. And I just want to really encourage everyone here, like, the, you know, the older people, really, to reach out to the younger ones uh, because it's needed. They need our mentoring. They need us to nurture them, to protect them, to guide them. And we were talking about um, David, uh, that beautiful Daniel was like David. And this morning I looked at, at Doug. And Doug, I just want to say you are amazing. You are our David. And we are so proud of you. And every, every um, time you go up on stage, it's really a blessing for us. I don't know what your future holds. I think God might have big plans for you, in, and you might not be here for so long. I don't know. But, but, um, <laughs> um, well, who knows? But, you know, your future, uh, you just have such anointing on you, and we are privileged to hear you every Sunday going up, and thank you for, for being our David at Seafood Tagra. Thank you so much. so we can see your little face. Come, both of you, come up. I think it's important to hear from us, from people. I just wanted to say the fear of man. When he talked about the fear of man, it really hit me. I thought I, there's a lot of fears. We fear the devil and we fear, you know, all the strongholds and things. But sometimes it's just a real fear. I don't know. It's like God saying, you know what, there's no more barriers. If you want to take that step and walk out, go for it because I'm opening the door no fear no fear of man don't worry what people what did he say I'm dead to the opinion of man and I'm just going to go out and do it and I thought it just raised something inside me it's good don't, don't walk away just stay there <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, amazing um, I had a bit of a visionary experience I felt like Jesus was riding into the arena on the donkey and we were all just Thank you, God, praising him. And, and, and uh, I also felt that um, there was real passion for our leaders. They were just on fire with the Holy Spirit, big flames, this beautiful, beautiful connection of our spiritual fathers and mothers who are supporting our, um, our church and our land. Yeah. Anybody else? Just two things from my perspective. The one was Pastor Phil um, getting up there and talking about the desire for unity within the church and, and saying uh, a heartfelt apologies to um, Pastor Darlene and Pastor Mark 
that blew Andy and I away. Um, we've obviously been on the coast for several years. We've been at other churches, and and you hear things, and and you wonder w- what's happening. And and if we see a disconnection in the leadership of the church, especially at a time now when the awakening wants to take all denominations and bring us together, and to see you stand up, Pastor Phil, and do that was incredibly humbling. And and you have our honour and our respect for doing that because. If you guys can do that, then we need to do that with each other in every situation, in the church and out the church. Um, And also, although envy is not a good thing, I envied uh, Ben and Dan's. To me, they just had nothing on their shoulders. They just, they were light. They were just humble. They had a, a their faces were just at peace. Like, this is our mandate. This is what we've been chosen to do. And the fear of man won't stop us. And I just wanted to cuddle both of them, especially, um, is it Ben was the, the singer? I just wanted to move in with Ben. Dan, I just wanted to move in with him. He just, he just he's got these dreadlocks. And <laughs> no, not in a romantic sense, but just in a, no. Um, but, but in a sense of just warmth. And he, he just, he looks like he's, you know, and he probably doesn't have it all together. But they just both got on the stage and they owned it but in such a loving way and I just thought I want what they've got and I know I have it in me and I know God's there but wow they, they're just awesome men and, and what they have what they what these two guys have which is so beautiful and I believe it's a it's a it's a proto, prototype it's like a an example of what God wants to do in all of us is that that number one they have a childlike faith they're just like children before God. And the, the fear of man is not there. And they are so humble. They're not looking for a stage. They're not looking. And this is what God wants to do in all of us. They, they just want to be real. And you know what? Aussies want real. Huh? Aussies want real. They reckon that the two things they can see a fake is, is an Aussie and a, and a child and maybe a dog. They spotted. They can spot a fake, yeah. But Aussies are real good at that. They're real good at, and and they they can be quite critical. You know, Ben was saying that um, as because they're street evangelists, and as they go around, he said he's been preaching in the streets of Australia on and off for three years, and he's seen a shift because of the prayer that's going up. He's seen a shift in the openness of people. But he said in the past. Anyone you spoke to, look, you know, mate, I don't want to know about that because the church, they're all hypocrites. That's the thing that most people will say if you try and talk to them about Jesus. The church, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. And this is what God is doing. God is bringing love. He's baptizing us in love. He's baptizing us in love and he's baptizing us with a voice. That It's just not the pulpit that's going to speak anymore. It's, it's the church. It's the individual body of Christ. It's, it's ones like these ones that have a voice. You know, it was so beautiful last night. You know, they just went really, really quiet. And they even stopped the keyboards and everything and just said, you know, some of you might be uncomfortable with silence. But I want you to be bold enough to pray in this room. And you know what? There were 600 people there. And there was people, you know, right at the back yelling out a prayer to God. Little old ladies prophesying. It was just, the bo- you could hear the sound of the body of Christ being mobilized, being mobilized out of fear, 
and out of, you know, competition and jealousy and it's all the people at the front that do all the stuff and we don't count. We just sit in the chairs and listen to them every week. Do you know what? God is mobilizing his church. But as they explained last night, and this is very important, that God always does things in divine order. And God always does things according to his word. And the most beautiful thing about what's happening on the earth today with ones such as these guys is that they are very honoring of the fathers and mothers of the faith. I mean, they, they are so honoring. And God is about, this, this is a key. I'm going to give you a key right now, especially to you young adults who, you know, in your generation, you find it difficult to honor. It's time to honor. It's time to just, you know, you don't have to be the culture of your generation. Every generation has its stuff, right? I mean, we as baby boomers, we, had, we, we grew up with silent generation parents who never talked to us and were disciplinaries and had lots of fears about we're not going to have enough food and turn the light off and don't do that. But they just wanted their white picket fences and they didn't want to talk about the outside world. They didn't want to know about you know, wars or rumors of wars or anything. No, I've got my white picket fence and the little wife would wear her little apron, have her red lipstick on, and it'd be just like everything is wonderful because they'd come out of the war. They didn't, they, they didn't, they didn't want to know about the problems of life. And then there came the baby boomers straight after that who go, you know what? I don't want, I don't want mediocre life. I don't want to ignore what's going on in the world. And they came out with their placards and they started to talk about you know, make everything, you know, burn the bra and, yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, protesting. And, uh, but having a say, having a voice, coming out of that silence to have a big voice and a say, and they were crazy and they were radical, but they made a lot of changes, good and bad. And, you know, and then the next generation comes along and says, do you know what, I think I just want a white picket fence. And, uh, you know, like you guys are all too crazy and can you just settle down and, you know, we just want to raise our families and we just want the white picket fence and we don't really want to be involved in world affairs or anything like that. And then the next generation comes along and, and it's almost like they're very confused. And this generation now, you know, that we're seeing now, I'm talking about, you know, the young adult generation right now, is that they're very confused because they don't really want a white picket fence and they don't really want to be radical and they don't really know what they want at all. And so they've got so much information coming in that it's information overload that they can't make choices and decisions. And in fact, they're being held in immaturity because many of them have been fatherless uh, generation. Many of them haven't had the fathers and mothers that have needed to grow them up. And so they're kind of in this place of immaturity. Now, the Bible says that the apostles and the prophets, the pastors, the teachers, evangelists, and who did I miss? Apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. Is that five? Gee. That they, that they have been released by God to bring the body of Christ to maturity. And then we just read this scripture right here where it says, the mature children of God are those who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. So why aren't we getting moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit? Is, is it because we haven't come to maturity because we haven't recognized the fathers and the mothers? Is it because we say, no, you don't really know what you're talking about. We know what we're doing. You know, we need again to open up and trust that God has put, you know, when Pastor Phil stood up there last night, honestly, you need to be proud of your pastor. Yeah. 
because he stood as a father over the Central Coast and over every minister in that place and every person in that room was impacted by the voice of a father. Because when an apostle speaks, when a father speaks, the house comes in order. And so we need to respect and honour and move into that space of honour and loving one another. Amen. You know, the Holy Spirit is crying out, Abba, Father. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the Spirit within us crying out to God, Abba, Father. We're talking about coming into close relationship. We're coming, coming into intimacy with the Spirit of God. Letting Jesus be so close to us and hearing him and walking with him and walking with the Father in the garden. You know, Jesus didn't die so we could perform religious duties. He died so that we would have relationship with our Father in heaven. He died, the the curtain was ripped in two and the Spirit of God came out into the world and came to dwell and live in you and I so that we can experience God, that we can go directly to Jesus, that we don't have to go through the high priest. The high priest is Jesus. And we go through the high priest to come to God and freely become before the throne of grace as children of God. You are no longer orphans, but you are children of the Most High God. Amen. And in Romans um, 8.22, it says, we know that the whole of creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to this present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption to sonship, the redemption of our bodies. There's another uh, verse that says, all of creation is growing, groaning in anticipation for the manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God. You know, it was a few years ago, the Lord woke me up in the morning and it was like just, you know, when it's just, it's not, the sun's not coming up yet, but it's just sort of that weird sort of glowy part of the morning. It's just got a, it's just got this ambience about it. And it was, you know, I don't know, five in the morning or something like that. And I went downstairs and the Lord said me, go out in the back porch. Okay. And so, you know, I go out in the back porch and I'm standing and said, what is it, God? And he said, I just want you to hear something. I've, brought you, I've woken you up to listen and hear something. And I began to close my eyes and just listen in the spirit. And then I heard this. And I went, what's that? And the Lord said, that's the grass. And then I heard, what's that? That's the trees. And I heard, what's that? That's the water. And he said to me, all of creation is groaning, Julie. All of creation is groaning in anticipation for the sons and the daughters of God to be made manifest. And then he said to me, groan with it. And I began to groan. And as I began to groan, it got louder and louder. And it was like this great harmony of groaning unto God to bring to pass the manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God. And he said to me, one day, you're going to hear this sound. You're going to hear the sound of the harmony of the groaning as mankind, as my children, 
come into tune with the groaning of creation and there's one voice, there's one sound of the church across the globe, of the body of Christ, of the sons and daughters of God harmonizing with creation and one sound's going to go up. And he said, when you hear that sound, Julie, know that I'm about to awaken the earth. I want to tell you something. I can hear it. I can hear that sound. Billy, I hear that sound in you. Right now, I just heard it, just then. I could hear, you know, inside of you there is a groan. It says that the Holy Spirit is within us. And it says we don't know how to pray as we should. This is in Romans 8. For we do not know how to pray as we should, but the Holy Spirit prays through us with groans that words cannot express. For the Spirit prays in accordance with the will of God. Amen. So as sons and daughters of God today, and next month we're going into a whole month of speaking about sons and daughters and coming into a revelation of that. And the second week of the month, we have a man named John Alley, who's a, a, an apostle in Australia from Rockhampton in the North Queensland. And he is probably in his... Seven, late 70s and such such an apostle such a father we've asked him to come down and do two services for us morning and night second week of August and you will begin to get a revelation of what I'm talking about as he brings context to the sons and daughters arising this is the most precious time in history for us I wonder if I can just have the worship team there's so much more I could say but um, but I think it's important that we sing together and let God land something in our spirits. Just let me read these few things. It says in Acts 17, 28, For in him we live, we move, and we have our being. And God is bringing us into a time where we're going to be in in him, where we're going to be so entwined with him. And I shared with you a few weeks ago that word, those that wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings as eagles. That word wait means to be entwined with something. Those that are in, intimately entwined with God, that God is so in them, that, that when they live and move and have their being, it will be in him. And the world will see the in him in us. And the walls will come down. And we will not just be awakened to his love, but they will be awakened to his love. And where it was hard to Share with your family members, with your friends, with your work people. You're going to find as you come into Him, you're just going to come to the Lord like that, like that, like that, like that. 
there's one thing that they're asking across Australia right now to do, and this isn't just to do with Awakening Australia. This is what the church in Australia is asking the church in Australia to do. Is that to set your alarms to 7 p.m. every night and pray wherever you are as a family that God would awaken Australia and that he would save souls in our nation. 7 p.m. every night. So why don't you get your phones out right now. Set your alarm for 7 p.m. And then when that alarm goes off, wherever you are, you might be having a meal as a family, just stop for like two minutes and say, Lord, we agree with everyone who's praying across Australia right now. There are thousands of people that are praying at 7 o'clock every night. We agree that you're going to awaken our nation and that you're going to bring souls. And what they're saying is, as these prayers have increased and the thousands of people are starting to pray across our nation, it's like people are getting saved like that. In country New South Wales, I think they said two weeks ago they were in country New South Wales and 200 people just came to the Lord just like that, just like that. All to call 200 people. God is moving and we're going to see it, the greatest harvest that's ever been before. The river of His presence is always flowing. We just need to get in tune with the sound of heaven. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's, just as a last point, do you know that your taste buds Somebody told me this the other day that your taste buds, let me read this properly. Your taste buds, every person has about 10,000 taste buds and those taste buds are replaced every two weeks. So in other words, if you're eating a food that you don't really want to eat like sugar, and if you can stop eating sugar for two weeks, your taste buds will actually change that you don't need sugar anymore. Now, Psalm 34 verse 8 says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. Change your taste buds. Change your taste buds. Begin to drink deeply. In the, in the, new, in the Passion Translation, Psalm 34 8 says this, Drink deeply of the pleasures of this God. Experience for yourself the joyous mercy He gives to all who turn to hide themselves in Him. Taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, this is a, yes, God is doing something so good. But we have to do our part and be mature Christians, mature people of God who say, you know what, instead of watching TV tonight, we've got a smart TV now. Thank you, Jesus. And you know what we're doing? We're watching YouTube preaching, just bang, 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 bang. You know, Pastor Phil said last week, you know, we're trying to watch this terrible television and it's like the picture's going and the sound is going. Sunday afternoon, someone turned up on our doorstep with a television. That's never happened to us before. God is moving. And you know what? We are... that. We are just watching. We're just filling our spirit. We say, God, you've given us this TV, not so we can watch Netflix and get go somewhere else. Although we did try and watch Lost in Space and we got lost in space somewhere. 
But he gave us Netflix so we could press into God. And we, we actually found a YouTube revival channel that, that was speaking about the history of revival and what God has done in the past and what he's going to do today. And we're just watching it over and over again. We can't go to bed. We can't go to bed because it's just like, thank you, smart TV. You are so smart. You are so smart that you can bring us. So we've got to change our taste buds. You know, you can't keep eating sugar and then complain if you've got diabetes. <laughs> you've got to change your taste buds. You just start to feed yourself. Stop thinking that on Sunday I'll go to church, I'll get fed, and that'll last me all week. As mature Christians, we've got to start. If we want to be the sons and daughters of God, we've got to start pressing in ourselves. Pressing in ourselves. Putting the work in. Reading our word. Praying. Seeking God, going for walks, putting music in our earphones. And instead of listening to Michael Jackson, or that's me, like I don't listen to Michael Jackson, that's my generation. Whatever you guys listen to, why don't you put earphones in and put some worship music on and, 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 and soak your spirits. Be responsible for this body is the vessel of the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit's going to do what the Holy Spirit wants to do on the earth today, He needs every one of us filled he needs every one of us filled. He needs every one of us empowered. He needs every one of us equipped to do what we're going to do because He's going to bring such a large harvest in. But I'm telling you, every one of you are going to have to bring it in. Every one of you are going to have to throw your nets out because Australia is about to wake up. And it is awake in Jesus' name. Let's just sing this song together. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's stand. enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.